This episode contains depictions of violence that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the New Witches. We are your hosts. I am Maria. I'm Laura. And you will not hear an intro like this for another six months. When we remember again. <laughs> <laughs> but this is our 20th listener stories episode. Dang. 20. Wild to think about. We're coming up, I mean, on, on two years. Which so I guess it is, makes sense. It's crazy. Like, I feel yeah. like we just celebrated our first anniversary and now we're approaching the second she's almost two she's almost two she's almost a toddler little potty that no (laughs) 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 no no that's not a good name i was trying to think of like a cute nickname for podcast and then (laughs) i heard it as soon as i said it it's love body Oh man. Pod. You know, it's funny because we actually would have, I think, 21 or 22. This would be our 22nd. Because there was a, I think, mm-hmm. in the whole life of the podcast, there's been like two, maybe three months where I think actually at most two where we weren't able to deliver yeah. a listener stories episode to you guys. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, this is our 20th one, our 20th listeners. And, mm-hmm. uh, we know it's a little late. We are literally recording it on the day that it was supposed to go out. <laughs> yeah. And it's I will be little, editing this like crazy. subsequently and lo- and like pu- publishing it. So it'll still be out technically on the 13th, mm-hmm. but we're sorry that it's a little late. Yes. We're trying. But um, yeah. How have you been? As if we haven't been talking about it for the past hour. I know, right? <laughs> God. I've been... I was going to say good, but overwhelmed, but really just, I've been overwhelmed. Uh, There's a lot going on. Yeah. Between like really long, heavy work days. And then Graham's been working like 10 to 12 hour days, six days a week. So it's like all of like the household stuff that has to get done. Mm -hmm. I end up doing a lot of it. So I'm taking on a lot more at home than I normally would. Yeah. Um, which is like it's it it's worth it because he's obviously making better money. <laughs> um, but it's just it's been a lot. And you know, I'm sure like once I find a groove, maybe that might make a difference, but at the same time I just don't have the energy. So also need to work on finding some balance with like allowing myself to feel like I don't have to do the dishes every single day. Maybe mm-hmm. I can take a break one day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's it's been a lot and um that sounds like a lot. A lot. Mm. Yeah. I have uh, even like taken to home improvement stuff. I drove I oh. drove. Good god, Laura. <laughs> yep. That's I knew that was going to happen. Um <laughs> I broke a drill bit. So that's how that's oh. going. So you know, my favorite is when you combine words that you're about to say. 
you'll say like one of those words and I'm like, oh, I wonder which, which two words she combined. <laughs> it's a thing. I do it all the time. And I actually fucking I hate TikTok. But at the same time, I found a video where someone was talking about something similar to that. And there was like a term for it. And I was like, I do that. Is this the same thing? And then I think I forgot to save it. So I'll never know. I feel like everyone um, has moments where they do that, like where your brain is going so fast that it can't keep up with your mouth. And so your mouth tries to catch up. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just I just love how it happens a little more frequently with you than any other person I know. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I mean, it does seem to be connected to ADD in some Mm. fashion. I think the idea being. Like, I mean, they don't really use the term ADD anymore. It's still ADHD, but it's become this longer thing to say that I just refuse. (laughs) Um, But the with ADD, a lot of times the hyperactive part is 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 what's going on in the brain. And that's 100 percent for real because so often and then there's other times where I'm talking and I say sentence, but there's like a section that just gets left out. Mm-hmm. like my brain just decided let's give it let's get to the end do you ever have that thing where you're like oh speaking of x and then you start talking about y all the time and then people are like wait how are those two connected because yeah. for you and your brain it did like the ping 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 like a, yep. a pinball of it connections happened. to get to the second topic and you're Yep. And I've had to go back and explain like, okay, wait. And I do this with Graham all the time where I'll like say one thing and then I immediately go to something like wildly different. It'll be like, okay, but wait. So like this reminded me of this and that. So like with our our types of witches, when I got to the, uh, fuck, what was our last one? Yeah. Cosmic, cosmic witches. witches. Uh-huh. My brain was like, oh, but that's too similar to this and blah, 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 blah. It does it all the time. Yeah. All the time. I feel that hard like hardcore yeah my brain functions like that very much so my father has um was diagnosed with ADD you know before Mm -hmm. it turned into ADHD um (laughs) and I just remember like my dad and I would have these like really long conversations where we pretty much were have it sounded it would sound like we're having independent monologues with each other like next to each other (laughs) and my mom would be like I don't understand how you guys talk like you breeze through like 10 different topics in an hour (laughs) and you're kind of like talking at each other but then there's also at the same time this like understanding or you know like affirmation between the two of you and it's because our brains work the same way like I was never officially diagnosed with ADD Mm -hmm. or ADHD but I know that I have it it may perhaps a lesser degree than my dad has it for real (laughs) um and i'm pretty sure Kevin has like undiagnosed adhd too uh my sister has definitely been you know diagnosed with it and it definitely shows and like when she gets like into her like she'll just go and go and go with like her projects Mm -hmm. like she'll either have, have like tunnel vision or she needs a bunch of different stimuli at, at once. Um, oh my God. Yes. That's so when I do phones, when I'm on phones for my job, I have, I have to have little like hand fidgets to keep myself on topic. Otherwise mm-hmm. I'll just go off. But, uh, like this last week they had me spend like a good chunk of time on like answering emails. Mm-hmm. Best idea in the entire world. I wish I did that all day long because I 
can just zero in on it and just like boom right through them. Yeah. I yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interject that. <laughs> no, no, I asked. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's so funny. So I I feel like it's been forever since we've done a listener stories. Um, even though I know we did one for February. But we've gotten so many sub we have so many submissions to get through. We do. And honestly, guys, please keep keep them coming. But I have a feeling that someday we're going to actually have to be selective on which ones we read, or else we're going to be backed up by months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Um for example, this first story that I'll read to you guys was submitted on November 6th. <laughs> that makes it five months. <laughs> uh, delayed. Four but, months? Um, yeah. Right? From. Yeah. And technically we skipped one listener story. So in a way it's almost three months. I don't know how that math checks out, but I believe you. I'll trust you. <laughs> like if we had been doing these every, if we hadn't skipped that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then it would have been done. Right, that right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but anyways, this one is from Melissa. Melissa is one of our Patreon members. Um, so thank you for, for your support, Melissa. Uh, and I don't know their pronouns so i'm just gonna say they say hi guys i submitted a couple stories before but i feel like i want to share my spiritual journey for y'all since i feel you guys will understand where i come from since both of you have a christian background i am mixed race black and white and was raised christian i was always obsessed with spirits witchcraft etc and struggled a lot with the contradictions and hate in the religion I thought of myself as atheist, but that just didn't sit right with me and my experiences. Eventually, through a lot of reflection and research, I realized that I am still a Christian because of the strong connection to Jesus, but not in the way most Christians do, and I do not agree with much of the religion. I felt like I had a personal relationship with Jesus, but also very much with witchcraft. I started doing shadow work without realizing it to find my own personal truth. Today, I feel that we are the universe experiencing itself and, and that we are made up of the same spirit, just in different forms, sort of like the Holy Trinity. The Father being the highest form of self, the Son being the physical manifestation, symbolic of the humanization of God, and the soul's journey, and the Holy Spirit being the divinity in all of us. That's a really beautiful way to see it. Mm-hmm. I believe our purpose on earth is to develop our understanding of everything and for our own individual experiences to contribute to the greater understanding of the universe, which in summation will eventually equate to the development of the universe or God itself. In that, our reality is a simulation. Oh, interesting twist. Created by this higher self to develop itself into its best self. I believe that in order to be quote unquote God, one must live every possible experience. So within that to me means there is spirit in everything animate and inanimate in this reality or in parallel reality, gaining some sort of knowledge or experience to contribute to the development of the universe or God. 
So we're kind of like a Alexa where we're self-learning AI. <laughs> no, she's not saying that I'm saying that <laughs> just, I'm, I'm seeing like a little bit of a parallel in a more spiritual poetic way of course <laughs> okay um they go on to say <clears throat> I hope I believe that we are capable of tapping into that and we can change our reality which is why we are able to do magic or do other witchy things I'm excited that so many more people are questioning reality and bringing us into a higher level of consciousness thinning the veil and breaking us out of our simulation, which is why we are seeing more glitches in the matrix. I think the possibilities are endless and in a few hundred years, hopefully sooner, magic will be as normal as anything else and we will have Harry Potter level powers, riding on dragonback and chilling with unicorns. Hope I didn't lose, lose you there, but I believe that everything is not only possible, but already happening in another parallel reality, as I think time isn't linear and is completely necessary to ascend to a higher level. I have very little experience in uh, physically practicing any spells or anything. I'm doing a lot of research trying to shift through the bullshit. Your podcast is my absolute fave, as y'all are great and um, with explaining witchcraft within our current reality. Melissa's so philosophical, like very... <laughs> this is a very um, elevated way to perceive your existence and your spirituality. I think, um, this was very eloquently written and I think it's awesome that you found your own truth. Same. And I, it's funny. I feel like it's not too different from some of what I believe. Um, only difference or and not only difference. I think the main difference being the, the Holy Trinity aspect of it. Um, I kind of left all that behind when I left Christianity. Um, but, you know, I think some of that science can back up. I mean, time, we know time isn't, isn't linear. It mm -hmm. is a construct. Um, so we do know that to be fact. And as far as existence goes, you know, science itself is, is working to explore that. So I think it's kind of exciting to see how it kind of can blend together. I love the talk of the parallel universes because mm -hmm. we've talked about interdimensionality before mm -hmm. and different possible planes of existence. Um, and I'm a big believer that we all come from the same place and we just all use different terminology to explain it and to mm -hmm. understand it. Um, and I obviously really relate as somebody who has a Christian background and still carries those Christian elements into my belief system. Um, I also agree with like the, the Holy Trinity thing. Like I don't look at it very literal, but I loved the symbolism and like the parallels you drew from it. I thought it was a very cool way of explaining it. And that's, I don't know. It's just so awesome. Thank you for sharing that, sharing yeah, your truth and writing you. in really appreciate. We appreciate you. <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. On to the next one. Oh, gosh. I don't want to butcher your name again. Hang on. I'm looking at the pronunciation again. Oh, this is our um, German um, <sighs> listener who has written in the past. And we remember her very well because we can never <laughs> pronounce her name correctly. Uh, yeah. The I is longer. 
Like Fiend. Fiend? Fiend? Is it just Fiend? It, maybe it's just Fiend. Okay, I'm here's... Sure. Okay, I'm going to tell you, our dear listener, not all of you, obviously, like Fiend or whatever your name is, however you pronounce it, with your next um, story that you write in, because I know you love submitting these stories... Can you like also include like an audio recording of how you pronounce it so that we can get it right? I yeah. feel so bad. Like we keep trying and I know that you're already, I already see in like your email that you're saying like A for effort, but I want to get it right. Yes. <laughs> this isn't good enough for us. You deserve to hear your us. name correctly. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. You Fina. take it away. Fina. Okay. Um, they're 14 now. And uh, let's see the right. I just listened to your reaction of my story with the scout ghosts and the pudding. I don't think I made uh, that clear in the message, but I felt like it was at least two entities or more. Lord, I feel like I'm oversharing and sending way too many messages, but you asked for it and I always forget something. (laughs) We did ask for it. (laughs) We do. (laughs) So here's my path and practices. I made spell jars with sorta kinda sigils on it and stuff I collect while out and about in the woods. Every time I make a new one, I just pick what resonates with me and what I want to do. I'll include some pictures for you guys. And I also do spell bundles. And the question, she, she they wrote it like that. Um, so I take a ribbon of some kind and uh, tie dried plants and stuff together to hang up in my room. I don't cleanse every single glass I fill only if I feel it necessary. And I don't use sage or smokesticks because my parents will get suspicious. I already Mm -hmm. had a weird conversation with my mother about why I was taking chunk salt, rosemary, and vanilla sugar to my room. Mm -hmm. You know what? Could be taking worse things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But I've definitely think those are okay. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like, what do you need these things for? And I'm like, just Mm -hmm. don't worry about it, okay? Or normal objects. <laughs> um, okay. So I would take those things to the room, but I blow in the object while repeating my intention or burn a bay leaf and use it smoke because I can sneak that out of the kitchen. Nice. Everything I do is very intuitive and I do look up stuff only to f- often find that my interpretation is just the same. If it isn't, I don't really care because it doesn't work for me, so I don't use it. An example is when is with elements and directions because I made an altar with a pentacle and the elements and was putting them in the directions I saw fit. I didn't I did not know about the pentacle and the fifth element of spirit, but I worked with it just intuitively. I use spirit more like in ghosts and ancestors because it just felt right. I meditate and write chants to charge my crystals and spell jars and sing and chant when I feel safe for example, in the woods, and dance in a very specific and energetic way, like in a trance, playing with energy within me, in my surroundings, with gravity and movement. In these moments, it always strikes me like a lightning or a feeling of incredible happiness and raw emotion and power. Sometimes it's so intense I actually fall to the ground and need to lie there and calm down for several minutes. I have been feeling that stroke as long as I can remember, It often comes with extreme weather conditions like strong wind and that kind of heavy, strong summer rain thunderstorms. I once was kayaking at the old rain. Rain? Rain. 
I know this word. Why am I not? I'm... We don't know German. But I know it. And that's what is bothering me. But we'll just go with that. A river arm in my area where my uh, Kajak, Kajak group trains in the summer. Kayak group? Kayak. We were going down. Yeah. I think it's kayak. We mm -hmm. were going down river and I had a knot in my chest and felt un felt worn out emotionally and physically, but I still started to paddle with all my strength to get some energy out because I like the feeling of exhaustion in my arms when speeding very fast. Then all of a sudden I got a jolt of energy. Then I felt the first thunder strike and then the rain came. I'm so sorry. This is my cat asking to be let in. He's super vocal. Hold on. room too <laughs> okay sorry okay i'm gonna finish this but i was already getting like feelings and before we were recording i pulled out my viking oracle deck just because i've been using it a lot and i'll share what i pulled oh cool like right because i anyway i'll connect the dots anyway okay. <laughs> um so let's see, where was I? Then all of a sudden I got a jolt of energy. Then I heard the first thunder strike and then the rain came. Heavy, warm and very big drops splashed on my face. I was all of a sudden so incredibly happy that I started crying in my boat and stopped paddling. But because I forgot I was in a downriver boat, those are very wiggly. And if you stop, you will probably fall out of the boat. Mm. I capsized. Oh, no. But nothing can ruin my day after that. I'll include some pictures of my jars and bundles and also my witch book where I write in everything I learned for you to look at. Greetings. And then Fina. The I is longer and the E fine. sound is more like in everything. Eh. So like Fina. 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 We got and it. And they, they included some pictures. We'll post them like in the stories or something. But anyway, I pulled a card because I was like, you're talking about basically like in the woods doing some sort of ritual like mm -hmm. anything with movements things like that that's a ritual yeah being in a trance already i'm like well you're german so you're already connected to probably a bunch of german ancestors and and what they would have practiced a long time ago and then you mentioned thunder and i pulled the first card on the oracle deck and it's thor oh and i just thought like how perfect i'm not saying this means like work with thor like i don't even know if that's what you do but like it was a I, mm, intuitively i think there's something there um it sounds like whatever you're doing with your practice you're on the right path um and i know being 14 and having parents who probably don't understand it sounds like you are absolutely finding a way to do what you need to do and a lot of it's so intuitive so i you're doing amazing, especially for being 14. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Fine. Did I get it right? <laughs> Let us know. Um, okay. Ooh, we got another story from our listener, Zummy. Who also has pictures. I love that. I love these pictures. All right. 
Um, all right. So Zummy says, hey, Maria and Laura, it's Zummy again. Yes, it's pronounced like tummy. I have started catching up on the podcast these past few weeks as I only really had time to listen when I was working. But here in Australia, we had a major flare up oh. of COVID cases. So I wasn't working for a few months. But as I'm catching up, I listened to the Chaos Witch episode, and I think it's safe to say I am a Chaos Witch. Yay! I don't really follow any rules, and everything I do is linked to my emotions, impulses, and my rational thinking. Anyway, I have a bit of a story that happened over the time I had off work. So just before I stopped working at my job, I was having a few issues with a coworker, well, more like they had an issue. Oh, with a coworker, well, more like they had an issue with me. And all I can guess the issue is, is the fact I am much younger than her and she thinks she is my superior just because of her age. Anyway, she just always made me feel on edge and worried about my work. I started wearing a protective necklace. My God, my voice went away. I started wearing a protective necklace. I have had this necklace since I was a kid. I didn't think of it as protective till recently when I found it amongst my jewelry I had in storage. It was basically the first witchy present I can remember from my parents. So yeah, it's a necklace with a triangle pendant on it with the words mm-hmm. abracadabra repeated down the triangle will attach mm-hmm. a photo. Oh, yeah. I never looked into the meaning, but I started wearing it with the intention of personal protection. So about the issues at work, they didn't really change, but this co- coworker uh, went out of their way to write a review under a fake name where I work on Google, singling me out, saying all these things about how I seem to be rude and uncaring of my work, which is completely not true. I'm always welcoming and nice to customers that come to our store. Sorry, I keep adding side notes. I just feel it's needed to understand the story and that this is all, all ties together. <laughs> anyway, when I read the review, um, Oh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, when I read the review, it was probably because I was on my phone uh, for hours when I should have been sleeping, but I got so upset and angry about it. And when I get angry, I just cry, (laughs) which like same. (laughs) I went to my partner and he was shocked at me because uh, I'm sorry, I'm not reading very well. (laughs) I went to my partner and he was shocked at me being still awake. And he was trying to calm me down, telling me not to worry about these things as this coworker is just so desperate for attention. After a while, I did calm down a bit and my partner suggested I should put all this emotion into some sort of spell on this coworker. I felt stupid about it, but finally did. And I just tried my best to banish her thoughts and he had and oh, and the bad intentions towards me. From then on, I never really saw this coworker. We were always on crossover shifts And if I did, she would always not say anything to me or come near me and always leave me as soon as possible. Now to the necklace. After a week or so after the spell, I was home for a few days with my partner and I fell asleep in his computer room with lots of pillows and a sleeping bag. I sometimes nap in there while he plays video games. That's super cute. The next day we were up and about and I realized my necklace was gone. I was doing something in the kitchen, so I asked my partner to go see if the necklace was on the, in the computer room because it may have come off while I was sleeping. He did, and I heard him tell from the other room in pain. Yell, maybe? Heard him yell from the other room yeah. in pain? I was shocked and asked what happened, and he said, your necklace just burned me. Me being skeptical because he is always trying to play tricks on me to scare me replied with a, 
sure, and laughed it off and went back to what I was doing. He came out of the room and looked at me upset because I didn't believe him. I'm serious. The necklace is really hot. Still not quite believing him, I finish up what I'm doing and make my way to the room. I find the necklace and picked it up, and to my disbelief, the triangle pendant was very warm to the touch. At that moment, I felt as if maybe, just maybe, the whole reason it fell off was because I, it protected me, and my intuition was that I need to smoke cleanse and basically reset the protection on this item. So I did so and also cleansed my house, uh, but put in the intention to protect my household, which consists of me, my partner, and my two pet birds. Don't worry. I move my birds outside whenever I do anything with smoke or candles. Mm. So yeah, I hope my story made sense. If there is anything you would like to ask me about, I'm more than happy to answer. I would also like your opinion on what happened and any tips you ladies have with protection from negative people. Thanks for all your hard work and entertainment. Love you guys. Keep up the great work from your Aussie chaos witch. And then Zummy um, emailed following up. Oops, accidentally sent before attaching photos. Face palm. I also attached a photo of my first spell jar for protection for my birds and my altar. So let me take a look at this necklace. Thank you so much for. I love the necklace. Oh my God, that's so cool. That is super, super cool. Wow. I'm really digging the typography aspect of just this necklace. Let alone that it's so clearly witchy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly, you can kind of take any sort of object and make it into a protection if you, you know, kind of entwine your intention into it. Um, mm -hmm. That's super crazy that it was like hot to the touch. It sounds like you're rather intuitive with your practice. And I was actually thinking the same thing of like maybe it needs to kind of like reset or something um i know that there's certain it's interesting because i mean i know with crystals and like my my favorite a few of my favorite crystals for protection some of them they don't need to be like reset or recharged and some do and i personally don't know exactly why one does and why it does not but there's, it seems to be like there's certain materials or objects that they, instead of like being a mirror, I guess, and like bouncing off the energy, it's like absorbing the energy so it doesn't affect you. And so um, that's probably what the necklace was doing. It was like maybe catching all of that negative energy from your coworker. And also if it's just, a protection spell in general, like who knows what else, what other negative energy was coming at you that it was protecting you from on top of your coworker. Um, I wonder how long, I don't know, did she, did Zummy say how long they had the necklace before it started getting hot? You know what? I don't remember. It sounds like they wore it. It fell off while they were sleeping. And right. at some point when they, they got picked up, it was warm. I wonder, like, as it fell Hopefully off when I was sleeping, if it was its way of telling you, like, I need to be reset. I'm tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, like, how would you, how would you know unless it, like, you were wearing it and then it started burning you? <laughs> right. Probably didn't want to do that to you if its purpose was to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, because didn't she ask, um, 
and for any tips with protection from negative people. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, God, there's always the magical response, right? But then there's also when it's a work environment, there's also another layer. Because if there is someone who is just being nasty to you at a workplace, there's also the very practical side of it mm-hmm. um, to help either keep them accountable for their actions, especially if they are taking it to the internet to try to. That's um, called cyberbullying, uh, by the way. That's like legit cyberbullying. Right. Well, but also if if they're trying to either get you to lose your job mm. or get in trouble mm-hmm. that's a big deal and that's something that you know if you feel um i don't know what kind of a job it is if if it's a big enough store where there is an hr presence or a manager that you feel comfortable with but anything that comes up that is seen as her being negative towards you or a- anything that makes you uncomfortable i would have a journal and write those things down or just open a, a notepad on your phone and keep keep record of that one the very practical way but i also think it can help in a witchy way by just taking in what's happening and trying to deconstruct it in your brain and cleanse it Mm -hmm. cleansing your own brain of these are the things that are happening i do not receive it i do not want it and i would just do that on a regular basis to for your own sanity and on the flip side, also maybe even because like you were talking crystals, I know tourmaline is really good at absorbing negative energy, mm-hmm. but you could also pair it with something like citrine and just exude positive energy. Maybe you don't talk with this this coworker so much, but maybe you check in with your manager or whoever um, to make sure that you are being seen as a great employee and, you know. I don't, I'm not saying like brown knows, brown knows the, the manager, but like um, make it clear that you are there to do your job and they can't do anything to harm that. Very good. Wise words. Thank you so much for writing in again, Sami, and for catching yeah. those photos. I love when there's photos. Yeah. Okay. Next one is from Erin S. She, her, hers. And she writes, hey, y'all, I started your podcast from the beginning and I'm only on episode 39, but I have been obsessed. You guys really helped me embrace my gifts and start putting my intentions out there with purpose. Since I'm a very new witch, I don't have a lot of official witchiness to talk about yet, but hopefully I will soon. Anyway, I just finished your episode on the six Claire's. Like I said, I'm very behind. And I wanted to let you know, Maria, you are not alone. I too smell phantom farts all the time, though I suspect my husband lies. My nose is crazy sensitive, and I think he's just tired of not being able to sneak anything past me. I think she might be referring to you. You're the one who gets the phantom yeah, smells. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> nope, that's definitely me. I smell random things all the time, good mm-hmm. and bad. Uh, smell is so important to me that I have always filled my house with candles and incense, and I have uh, over 70 perfumes. Damn, nice. When I moved to my new house this summer, I actually ended up building what is now my altar to house all of my scents. And I spend several minutes with several minutes each morning picking and choosing what vibes I want to put out that day. 
If I need to feel confident, I always go with something more woodsy and strong like cedar. And if I want to be uh, approachable and inviting, I'll choose something like honey and blood orange. Imagine my surprise when I heard y'all talking about the magic within plants and realizing how I've been intuiting these properties all along. And that is actually a really, really, really good point when it comes to scents. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this email, except to say you ladies have been an inspiration to me, and I'm so excited to finally start my journey along the crooked path at 30. Maria, I wanted to thank you specifically for helping me get over a lot of my hangups, as I too am a Christian witch who struggles with straddling that awkward line. It really can feel like I have a foot in two camps at times, and neither of the camps wants me there. I am an Aquarius cusping Capricorn, so when I decided to witch, I witched hard and bought everything in a week and read like three books. Whoops. Wait, do y'all we have are the same amazing. birthday? Because I'm also like a cusp. I'm on the last day to be a Capricorn. Ooh. Do we have the same birthday? Maybe girl? you guys do. <laughs> Aaron from Texas, holler at me. <laughs> Find out what else you have in common because she's 30. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. Wait, this is before. <gasps> Oh, okay. This was before your birthday. Okay, so she's like probably like almost a exactly older. a year older than me. Yeah, but still. But still. still. <laughs> um, she writes, y'all are amazing and I can't wait to catch up with the rest of the episodes. Thank you for everything, Erin from Texas. I love that you are so obsessed with scents. When I worked at Sephora, I was the fragrance manager and we would have brand reps come in for every brand that we carried and they always, almost always had free product. Um, but if it was like a makeup brands, only like the girls in the, I forget the departments now, but the makeup department, they would get the free stuff. It was skincare, the skin girl, skincare girls got it and fragrance. There was only me. So I got a shit ton of free perfume 70 perfume sounds like a lot. I for sure hit 70 when I was working at Sephora and I loved that job so much. And having that be one of my stronger scents, people would constantly come in with like empty bags where they had the sample that I had made for them, but the name was all smudged off and they'd be like, what was this? (laughs) And I legitimately, I could smell it and be like, oh yeah, that was, and then I could find it for them. That's awesome. So there is something to it with scent being so sensitive. Um, and I I love the connection you made between that and, and herbs and plants. All right. Thank you so much, Erin. Again, like, tell me what your birthday is. Message us on Instagram <laughs> at The New Witches. <laughs> also, really... if you do own 70 perfumes, what kinds are? Because I can't imagine that they're all like 60 plus dollars, right? I mean, if you've got cheaper ideas, can you let me know? <laughs> I'm just curious. All right. This next story is from Amanda. She, her, hers. Um, she says, hi, witches. My name is Amanda, and I just started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago. I'm listening to Backlog first, and as you guys open up about yourselves on the show, I've really connected with both of you. I wanted to say to Maria that in the first few episodes, you really brushed off Melanie's praise about being an outward practicing Christian witch. Well, I wanted to reiterate her praise. You really are an inspiration. Guys, you really are an inspiration. I know you have a supportive family and all, 
but it's still very brave and beautiful of you to put yourself out into the world this way as both a Christian and a witch. You're, this is me. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I'm like getting hot. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good that you're reading it though. (laughs) Your, your bravery really is an inspiration to me and I'm sure many others. Representation is important. If young people don't see what themselves, what themselves represented, it's so much harder for them to imagine what they could be. So thank you for being you and showing me there doesn't have to be a divide between the witch and the religious. You just being you helps me believe in a better world where we can all just be ourselves. Not crying. Fine. As for (laughs) Melanie, oh, um, as for Melanie, I would also like to say thank you. Thank you for sharing that you came from an evangelical background. I too came from this background and have struggled my whole life with guilt and shame and confusion about so many things, but one of the big ones was my love of all things witchy. I've hid all of these interests from myself and everyone I love, and I'm just now starting to embrace them for myself. I haven't come out to my family yet, as I'm still very new to my path, just a witchling, and I don't want the rejection of it to spoil what beauty I see in it. When you shared your background, I saw myself in you, and suddenly what I wanted wasn't wasn't impossible. I could be a witch, and one day I could even feel bold and proud to be one. It's been a journey for me to finally embrace my witchiness, but I'm getting there. I don't hide my pentacle ring when I go see my family anymore. Baby steps. Anyway, I just wanted to say you are a beautiful person, and it meant so much to me to hear how... When you stepped away from your background and embraced your witch, you thrived. It's beautiful to see such a confident and amazing person. I'm so inspired by you to embrace my own power and become myself as I was meant to be. I'm working up till the next full moon to complete my own altar, and I've saved the episode where you told the beautiful spell you did for yourself to become a witch and plan to do the same ritual then. Thank you so much for you. So thank you. Sorry. Thank you so much, both of you for your love and light. Thank you for inspiring the witchlings with your example. Goddess bless you both. Amanda soon to be witch. Oh, I hope that Melanie hears this someday. Yeah. Cause that's so sweet of you to say. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to say she's no longer part of the podcast, but um, I know that if she were to hear your words, that would mean so much to her. And Amanda soon to be witch. It sounds like you already are a witch. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you don't have to be like out to be a witch. You don't have to have your altar together to be a Mm -mm. witch. It sounds like you've already embraced it inwardly. And that's what counts. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your spiritual journey and also just for your kind words. It's so sweet of you to to say that. I hope you keep listening. Yes. I hope. Uh, you jump ahead to the listener stories. <laughs> yes. While you catch up. Um, I'm so that kind of person, though, when I start a new podcast, even if it's been out for years, I'm like, I'm ju- I'm, I need to listen in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So, Because what if they I say something it. and you're like, what is that reference? Right? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It makes sense. And it's also cool to like listen to podcasts develop. So I feel like mm-hmm. if you do it the opposite where, I mean, I feel like some people start with the newest and then work their way back. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not always the case, but like, I feel like the podcast will just get worse and worse. Because <laughs> like, if you well, go in chronological yeah. order, you're going to like hear how we are improving and stuff. 
um, and like kind of ironing out all the the kinks and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, any everyone just like listen to podcasts however you want. That's just my approach yeah. to listening to podcasts. So I get it, Amanda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. For our next one, this one also has pictures. I'm gonna have to like take these pictures and like put them all on their own thing like own page oh sir there's a keyboard here speaking of cats jeez actually i didn't say cats this person did send in pictures of cats though (laughs) (laughs) yeah fitz is wanting a lot of attention right now he has been since 4 a.m oh yeah he he came like gavin and i are I would like to say we're great cat parents, but we're not perfect. And um, we definitely play with fits with our hands. And mm-hmm. he, it's always like 4, 4.30 a.m. He gets into that. He just wants to play. And he starts attacking our hands and he'll like bite, but he won't bite super hard. Obviously, he's not breaking yeah. skin. Um, but <laughs> I was just thinking this morning, I'm like, man, if like, we have somebody cat sitting and they jump up onto like their bed and <laughs> this cat starts attacking them and they're not used to it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so he's been in that mood yeah. like since 4 a.m. <laughs> sit on your perch, sir. I'll get to you later. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's a perfect segue because the next story is titled Witchy Origin Story and Familiar. Yay! Yay. It's like we planned it. Um, she writes, hello, my name is Nicole, she, her, and I discovered your podcast less than two months ago and finally caught up to the most recent episodes. That's Good job. a lot for two months. My Thank goodness. you for your dedication. Yes. <laughs> I have been officially practicing witchcraft for about two and a half years now, but I am still in the broom closet aside from my closest friends. It's funny to me because it's easier to tell people I'm a lesbian than to tell them I'm a witch but I hope to fully be able to embrace my witchiness when I no longer, uh, when I am no longer living with my parents. Mm. Anyways, your podcast has helped me grow on my spiritual path after having felt somewhat stuck for a time, which led me to really look back and reflect on how I got to where I am today. When I was in high school, I developed postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome POTS. Oh my God. Oh, good job. I have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how I know it. <laughs> Uh, so I am actually pretty familiar with EDS, Laura. Yep, they they tend to go hand in. If you have got EDS, you most likely have POTS. Uh, that's not a statistic. It could be. I don't know. I'm just saying it. Anyway, <laughs> my illness kept me in bed from the majority of my teenage years where I FaceTime. So a quick backstory for people who don't know POTS as she's saying she was in her bed. Uh, very, very brief explanation. POTS can make you pass out. Oh, my gosh. Like easily. Um, some people it's bad enough. They'll get like a service dog that can alert them when their uh, heart rate is starting to rise Mm because that will indicate that that's probably going to happen. I don't have it quite as bad. Um, uh, a lot of people with it will supplement in a lot of, uh, like salt into their diet. Hmm. Um, guy was recommended. Gosh, I don't remember a big number. I add salt to everything I eat, whether I want to or not, um, to help. But anyway. So it kept her in bed for majority of her teenage years, and she FaceTimed into her classes uh, with my dog Barkley on often by my side. I love that name. It's cute. On some of my most painful days, I found myself desperate to escape and growing more drawn to magic. 
At this time, I was completely unaware that people called themselves witches or practiced witchcraft in real life. So most of what I knew came from fantasy books and movies with the exception of a website I came across called spellsofmagic.com. I looked up the website while writing this to see if it still existed. And not only can I confirm that it does, but that it now has so many more resources than it used to. It was basically just a public forum for people to post spells at the time of my story. Hmm. So much of this sounds, I mean, I wasn't like in bed with POTS as a teenager, but I was sick often or injured. This was before I had a diagnosis, so I didn't know. Right. Um, I was also wildly depressed hmm. and anxious. So, um, and I did the very same thing, found websites like this. I just was like, Nicole, let's be friends. Um. It was from this website that I was basically just a public. Oh, wait, that's the same line. It was from this website <laughs> that I decided to perform a spell to someone a familiar. I don't remember the incantation for the spell, but I do remember that it asked me to draw a picture of the familiar I wish to summon, give it a name and sleep with it under my pillow for a few days. I drew a picture of a black cat named Luna with a crescent moon on her forehead and little white streaks on her coat. For weeks after I performed the spell, I would stare out my window hoping to see a black cat at the edge of our yard, but she never showed. Eventually, I gave up, disappointed, but brushed it off and decided that what I did was silly. Flash forward to halfway through my college experience when my POTS had substantially improved, I was going to all of my classes in person and able to actually go out and do things with my new friends. However, I began to suffer from a severe bout of depression at the end of my sophomore year. My roommate, Becca, has also been suffering from depression and had decided to adopt an emotional support cat. One of her classmates named Colin, who grew up close to the school, happened to have a family cat that had unexpectedly given birth to a litter of kittens. So, naturally, Becca was going to adopt her ESA from this litter. ESA Becca invited being emotionally me. support animal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Becca invited me to go meet the kittens with uh, her and help her decide which one to choose. And of course, I said yes. She had already shown me a picture of the kittens she could adopt for male tabbies, which to my knowledge were the only kittens in the litter. However, when we got there, I was surprised to see there was a fifth kitten. She was the only female in the litter and the only black kitten. Mm. We sat on the floor playing with all of them and observing their behaviors to find the best match for Becca when the black kitten pranced in front of her. She picked her up and asked if she had a name, but Colin said she did not. But uh, Becca looked at her more closely and said that she looked like a Stella and then paused before saying, or maybe a Luna. In that moment, my mind flashed back to the spell I performed in high school and something I hadn't thought about in ages. When Becca set the kitten back down, she ran over to me and crawled over my legs into my lap. Colin noticed that the kitten had taken a liking to me and asked if I was interested in adopting her. My first instinct was to say no because I hadn't had time to think about it and I didn't know if I could properly care for her while I was still in college, but something stopped me from saying this, from actually saying this. My, my brain is already like, I want to read the bottom. I want to hear that. Yep, I got it. <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> um, I went home and thought about it for about a week, weighing the pros and cons and coming to terms with the severity of my depression to realize I did, in fact, qualify to have an emotional support animal. 
I brought Luna home in July of 2019 and had her approved as my own ESA shortly after that so I could keep her with me at school. She played a a major role in my recovery from my depression, crawling into my lap when I was crying, bringing me toys to play with when I got caught up in my brain. She can always tell when I'm feeling down to this day, and she gave me a reason to smile when nothing else could. Looking back, I realized that the spell worked on the timeline that I needed it most. I'd already had our dog Barkley at home in high school to comfort me when I was sick. Luna showed up at a time when I truly needed her, and she continues to bring me so much love and happiness each day. Luna is a big part of the reason that I call myself a witch today and always likes to be near me when I'm practicing divination or performing rituals and spells. Shortly after I got her, I told my roommate, who I had only recently discovered was a witch, about the summoning spell. She was more than willing to open up to me about her practice, and she helped me get started on my path to calling myself a witch. When I bought my first deck of tarot cards and did my first reading, I was shocked at how accurate the cards were to my situation and decided right then and there I wanted to commit to the spiritual path of becoming a witch. Even after two years and reading dozens of books, I feel like there's still so much to learn and I will probably never feel like I know enough, probably due to my Sagittarius sun and Virgo ascendant, LOL. You know, that's actually, I think, a fantastic combination. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for reading my story, and I hope to share some other stories with y'all in the future. And then there's a kitty. Oh, look at the pictures of Luna. She's so cute. Oh, who's the second kitty? Maybe like one of the siblings Maybe from the, the- litter. But is that a tabby? Yeah. Tabby's orange, isn't it? No, tabby is just like the pattern, like that stripey pattern. Oh, okay. So you can be an orange tabby or a gray tabby. Okay. Yeah, like... And that must be a um, Fitz is kind of a, a tabby. Like, he is tabby, but he's like this dark gray brown, mm-hmm. but mostly solid. He just has like some parts tabby to him. But yes, yeah, so that's it's more of a, a pattern. Okay, so I've never understood the categor- categorization of cats. I get dog breeds. Those make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's just like, I like black dog... cats. Yeah. Yeah. I love black cats. Like solid black. So pretty. I also love me a great like gray cat. Mm-hmm. Like the, like oh, those Russian blue cats. Oh, so I was pretty. just going to say, I remember once looking at a, a chart at the vet's office when I was like a kid and I saw Russian blue and I was like, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. And I, the name always stuck with me. Yes. Oh, Nicole, thanks for sharing your cat and the story. I love that. All right. So this next uh, story is from Emily. She, her, hers. Emily says, everyone loves a good dream story. So I thought I would share one of mine. Please keep in mind that I have no idea what this dream means. So I don't, as I don't interpret dreams. Last year, I had a disturbing dream that woke me up with an anxiety attack. I dreamed that I was in my parents' backyard with my best friend of 20 plus years. We were just standing on the back porch chatting when I noticed this large blackish purple portal open up farther out in the backyard. Then this eight foot tall dead guy came floating through, not walking, floating. He had blue tinted skin, but it was kind of translucent to where you could see the bones underneath. He was wearing armor and wielding a sword. He had no helmet, but he did have a crown made of his own bones, 
which is interesting oh. that you knew that it's it was made of his own bones or maybe it was like a crown that was coming out from his skull right cool um it looked like the oh, okay there we go next sentence <laughs> Where, like, Laura tries to, like, read the whole story as she's reading sentence by sentence. I just go <laughs> moment by moment. <laughs> he was where, uh, yeah, it looked like the bones grew out of his skull <laughs> and wrapped around to make this thorny looking bone crown. Scared the crap out of me. I had this feeling that he was after me for some reason. Not to kill me, but for whatever reason, he was wanting me for something and I could feel in my gut that it wasn't good. I remember that I looked at my best friend in horror and told her, we got to (laughs) go. So we got in the car. My best friend was driving and took off. I instructed my friend to get to the interstate as we could go faster. As I was telling her that I looked behind us through the back windshield and noticed many portals opening up along the street we were on and small creatures coming out. Those creatures began to chase the car. I panicked and was yelling at my friend to hurry it up and get to the interstate so we could really gain some speed and get the heck out of there. We almost made it when I felt this arm go behind my back and wrap around my waist. That sent my anxiety soaring, which woke me up. What's really creepy is that when I woke up, I still felt the arm there around my waist and it took a few minutes for the feeling to slowly dissipate. And that's just it. That's, that's where her submission Mm. ends. Um, Wow, that is a wild dream. I kind of want it to be a movie because the <laughs> visual effects sound amazing. Yeah. What a character, the bone, like the bone crown guy. That's. You know what's weird is my first thought of hearing that he was floating. <laughs> is were his feet like this or were they like dangling? oh like where they like either flex like he's standing that's so true that's a good point or could you not see his feet like was it just like his like robes garment kind of dangling or whatever i don't know maybe he was wearing pants who knows what was he wearing was he was he naked oh good story good good question you could see his bones underneath we have questions emily right back yeah We have questions, and I feel like when it comes to dream interpretations, it's also always super important to add in anything that you may have watched, like Mm -hmm. in a TV show or movie, like shortly before or even like a day before, um, just because like pieces of that can linger in a dream. And if you're trying to pull a meaning out, that can help kind of decipher like what is meaning and what is just kind of like, oh, yeah, I was watching X-Files, so... Mm -hmm. Or is there any, like, emotional undercurrent that's happening in your life? Yeah. You know, at that time. Um, Because, well, I believe there are certain dreams where you're looking into a more spiritual realm. Um, There can also be dreams that are just very intense and interpretive of what's going on with your life and your subconscious at Mm -hmm. the time. So I'm wondering, you know, which feeling did you get if it was just like, wow, that was a wild dream? Or if you mm-hmm. think that it was something more? Um, yeah, like what, what, I, what could be going on in your life right now? Especially that you had your friend driving away and you were giving her directions. That kind of feels like maybe not being fully in control of something. Yeah. Trying to, but not. There's, yeah, honestly, a lot of my nightmares come from feeling out of control. That's just me personally. 
Um, so there could be something there. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like if, if, if the guy, if you felt like this dead guy wanted something from you for like nefarious reasons, were you in a situation where you felt like you had to do something that you felt uncomfortable with that was mm-hmm. expected of you? Right. Because you knew he wasn't going to kill you. Yeah. But it was just, he wanted something from you for, some, for something that wasn't good. And that makes me feel like an influence, um, either a person or some sort of influence maybe going on that wants you to do something that doesn't align mm-hmm. maybe with what your, your morals are, or who you yes. are, you know, yes. things like that. Maybe someone important since they had a crown. Yeah, that's good. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But a bone crown. The bone crown is so I, awesome. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I want this to like actually be like a real character in a movie or show I can watch. Like I would fucking watch yeah. that. I mean, it's kind of like the um, the White Walkers. Like, the, the king of them, like, had kind of, like, a bone crown, I think. Right. Were you watching Game of Thrones recently? <laughs> well, but these were also, this guy was, he was dead. Mm-hmm. So we know that. He had blue skin. Or, sorry, blackish purple. Wait. No, blue. blue tinted skin. Blackish purple was the portal. Um, blue tinted skin. So, like, like, white, but blue tinted. I imagine they were like if it was if he was dead his his skin was very like kind of gray and deadish right? maybe sallow. But was he was this a Caucasian man? Yeah. We there yeah we have questions please please follow up. We love <laughs> we love dream stories. I love yes. dream stories. All right next. Oxidoxy. I've got a story here from Destiny. Destiny is all. (laughs) Destiny writes, hey, ladies. So I'm a new witch and I have just started embracing my abilities. And I recently had an experience that I would like to share with you. And whether it is supernatural or not, I'll let y'all decide. I apologize if it's too long. My friend is spiritual and has embraced the supernatural longer than I have. He lives about two and a half hours away from me, and I have to go through this town that he has previously told me is, quote, evil Mm. when I go to see him. When he was a kid, his family went to church in this town, and when they were leaving one afternoon, what was supposed to be a 30-minute drive turned into a two-hour drive. The roads kept flipping and twisting, turning them to the same route over and over again. They They have also had experiences of animals displaying strange behavior in this town, such as normally calm dogs exhibiting aggressive behavior and birds flying into windows. There has also been a suspicious death in relation to this town, but I'm going to leave that subject at just that. Okay. (laughs) I, however, have never had any supernatural experiences in this town until now. One evening, I was driving down to visit my friend, and I had my phone connected to my radio via USB listening to a podcast. I was listening to you guys, actually. Oh. And I, <laughs> <laughs> as I entered this town, the episode started skipping ahead and then rewinding and skipping again before cutting out completely. After a few minutes coming back on, but with heavy static in the background, 
The static gets heavier and heavier, then deeper into the town, and I started and I start to get a creepy feeling. So I finally just turn the radio off and focus on uh, the driving down the dark road. I start to approach two cars stopped on the side of the road, so I slow down to safely go around them. But when I go around them and peek my rearview mirror, the cars are gone. At this point, I'm totally creeped out, but I'm not far from the city line, so I just make it. So I just make it the rest of the way, and I make it to my friend's house. Unfortunately, I have to go back through the town on my way back home, and my radio does the same thing as I'm going back home, but this time I swear I hear voices through the static that aren't related to what I'm listening to. I quickly turn the radio off and I start holding on to my pendant that makes me feel more calm. And as I'm holding it, I feel it quickly getting warmer. Mm. I get through the town as quickly as possible and I call my mom once I'm safely out to help me calm down the rest of the way home. And I swore I'm going to find another and I swore I am going to find another to get to him from now on. Probably another route another or way. something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like there's something electromagnetic happening. Mm-hmm. I was going to say there is some sort of energetic disturbance happening in that tone for one reason or another. Yeah. I don't know that I go so far to say evil because that something slightly different um but I'm for sure there's definitely so i'm wondering if this town does it have any oddities such as like um any areas where oh, what is that called where it, it it looks like you're you're going uphill but you're oh a gravity hill rolling like it's yeah something like that um because i know here we have a, a place called gravity hill mm-hmm. where it looks like that it looks like you're rolling uphill um and like an optical illusion yeah Yeah. but there is also something strange in that area where i i used to have to go through it when i was uh nannying for Mm -hmm. a family years and years and years ago and anytime the radio was on especially at night because i guess there were a couple times it didn't happen but um that would happen whatever i was listening to would get all fucked up um it would get super staticky and at one point it made a horrible noise and actually that was i was on a phone call because i wanted something on because i hated the sound of it and i didn't like the silence and so i was mm-hmm. on the phone with somebody and the call went out and i don't know what i heard i've never heard anything like it before um and it was right on that that area of gravity hill wow. so and i know it's an optical illusion but at the same time um Who's to say there isn't something else going on? An overlap of something. Also, tell us about the true crime or like just send us a link. I'm so intrigued. Yes, we I think we need to know more about this city. You don't have we you don't have to write it in for us to like read it out loud. No. But we are so intrigued that if you just email us and like tell us where this town is. I want to do digging. Yeah, I want to yeah, let's do some digging. <laughs> I'm so interested. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Destiny. Yes. All right. This next story, uh, I love. <laughs> I love when you guys like <laughs> write in directly, like with the 
to our Gmail. I mean, most of the submissions come through the website and that's totally fine and great. Right. Um, that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. But when you guys email it in directly and we can see your subject lines. So, <laughs> so fun. The subject line for this email says, I'm psychic. I'm clairvoyant. IDK man. Semicolon. A listener story. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from Megan. Megan says, hello. Oh, what? What is it? No, they're going to talk about a place. Have I? Haven't, we haven't covered it. It's on my list. Okay. Stop reading ahead, Laura. God. It's right there. It's right there. Sorry. I, I'm so like word by word that I just. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Megan says, hello. My name is Megan. She, her, hers. I submitted a listener story about my ghost roommate in the Bridgewater Triangle. Ah, yes. That's a great yeah. play. Yeah. A few months ago. And now I'm back with some more stories. Before we get into this story, I remember you both were very confused when I used the word hinky in my last submission. It basically means suspicious or strange. And as far mm-hmm. as I know, it's not a New England thing. Couldn't tell you where it originates from, but I've heard people from the Midwest use it too. So it just must not be like a West Coast thing. And we're like... No, it's... I know it's... um, It's it's like New England area, but also East Coast. And it must blend over to the, mid- the Midwest. I did, I did yeah. do some research afterwards. It, yeah. For me, like I thought... I definitely thought I'm like, this is a term that just isn't from the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which we are we are two very West Coast girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Megan goes on to say, now let's get into the story. I don't identify as a witch, but I do my fair share of spooky shit. And I've always seemed clued into things that not everyone else picks up on. I was the kind of kid who liked to make potions with leaves, sticks and grass. Sometimes I'd break into the spice cabinet and make some very spicy water that try as I might. I just couldn't get my mom to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was so that kid too. I loved playing pranks on my mom. Yeah. (laughs) I would occasionally get the sense that I was being watched or know things that I couldn't possibly know. I've always believed in spirits and otherworldly creatures, but I think part of that just comes with being raised Catholic and hearing fire and brimstone stories that definitely weren't appropriate for little kids in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Dude, honestly, what is this? Um, sorry, sidebar, this is just me talking, but if anyone follows the greedy peasant on TikTok or Instagram, (laughs) uh, he recently did this, um, duet or like stitch, I think is called on reels when they do a duet of this girl saying like, (laughs) obviously like a very, like, this is like a Christian, I don't know if she was an Mm -hmm. influencer, but a user, um, saying like, um, I'm tired of hearing people say you're enough. You know what? you're not enough (laughs) and you see like the greedy peasant like react and like just like the toxic bullshit that comes out of her mouth is astounding and while i still consider myself a christian and think there's many beautiful parts of the religion and my spirituality based on christianity there's so many ugly parts of christianity and that was just so oh my god oh my god yeah (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay. Back to your story, Megan. All right. So, da 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 da, brimstone. And there it is. Okay. As a kid, I loved learning about mythology from ancient Greece, Rome, Egypt, Mesopotamia, and the Aztecs. To a point that could be dismissed as a little girl with some strange interests. But there were, but there was more to my creepiness, which brings us to our story. To be frank, I have had psychic dreams and premonitions my whole life. 
Sorry if I don't use the correct terms in the story. I'm new to putting words to what I've experienced, so I'll probably mix things up. I've always been able to predict small things. It started when I was a little kid. My mom tells me that I would sometimes tell her to change the radio station out of the blue, and when she did, my favorite song, unwritten by Natasha, Be- Natasha Bedingfield, <laughs> because I was a child with taste. <laughs> that was definitely in my first like mini iPod, or my iPod mini. I had definitely had that song. Um, yeah, so unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield uh, would always be playing without fail. I don't remember this, but once my mom was shopping at Target with three-year-old me sitting in the carriage, when I pointed at another mother shopping with her son, who was about the same age as me, I said, that boy misses his sister. The other mom turned around, clearly surprised, and told my mom that her oldest child had started preschool that morning, and her son had finally stopped crying because he missed her so much. Oh, I don't know about you, but I think that's wicked creepy. I had to throw a wicked in there for you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Plenty more stories like that have happened. I've had dreams with specific plots, only to later read books I've never even heard of before that follow the exact storylines I dreamed. When I was about five or six, I pointed at a tree and told my mom and sister that there was a little boy playing up in the branches. When my mom told me, Megan, there's no one in the tree, I continued to insist that a little boy was indeed playing up in that tree. This makes me think I might have seen... or I might have been sensitive to spirits as a child, as I also had an imaginary friend named Pim. Pim would go everywhere with me, and I told everyone uh, they had blue skin. And yes, I, I apparently was very insistent that his skin was blue. It was the first thing I'd tell people about him. Nothing too strange about that, until you consider the theory that imaginary friends are actually spirits, and I lived by a lake growing up, That was a popular vacation destination back in the 1950s. Perhaps Pim had blue skin because he was the spirit of a drowning victim. My poor parents deserve an award for putting up with that, lol. (laughs) For the most part, these premonitions gradually stopped as I got older. I would have the occasional deja vu, but nothing more than that. Anything I did see or know became, uh, did see or know came to me during a dream. Small snatches of conversation that I would end up hearing in real life. I have that same thing happen. Images that would later become important. Once I think I might have communicated with Freya, but that could have just been because I was brushing up on my Norse mythology, so she was on the brain. Another time, I was lucid dreaming, and someone in my dream told me to cut it out right before I woke up, which gave me the heebie-jeebies. But the night before Halloween, my junior year of high school, things got a little more serious. I had an eerily vivid dream the night before Halloween. In the dream, I was standing outside the girls' bathroom in my high school. All of a sudden, someone collapsed onto the bathroom floor and started having a seizure. The school nurse came down to the bathroom, 911 was called, and the girl ended up being carried out by paramedics and taken away in an ambulance. In my dream, this girl died. I remember feeling off about this dream for reasons I couldn't quite put my finger on. It wasn't that I wasn't that I was scared. I hadn't had a nightmare. The dream was uh, the dream just seemed very real. And I couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong that morning while I got ready for school. It got to the point that I decided to tell my mom about the dream while she drove me to school that morning. She agreed that it was strange, but it wasn't like there was anything we could do about it. No one was really in any danger, right? 
The school day started off normally though, um, normally enough. I went to my first period class and everything was completely normal. Because it was Halloween, some teachers were dressed in costumes and there was a really fun vibe in school that day. My high school had a bit of a weird schedule and after the first period was homeroom. Um, my school was like that too. I was in my homeroom talking to my friends when we had heard a commotion outside the classroom. My homeroom was two rooms down the hall from the girls' bathroom and the closest room that, I, that a teacher was currently in. A girl ran, in, ran into my homeroom and said there was an emergency in the bathroom and they needed the nurse. Us students weren't allowed to leave our rooms, but I didn't have to. I had a gut feeling as to what was going on. My dream was coming true. After about 20 minutes, the situation had been handled and we were allowed to go to our second period classes. By then, the whole school knew what had happened. A few girls were in the bathroom during, the ho during homeroom when one of them suddenly collapsed and began having a seizure. Another girl came and got my homeroom teacher. The school nurse was called down and the girl had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital. Thankfully, in real life, this girl survived. Otherwise, the events played out exactly as they had in my dream. This whole situation was so strange, and when I told my mom what had happened after school, she told me she wasn't really surprised. It had been several years since I predicted anything big, but she still vividly remembered younger me having dreams that came true and knowing things I couldn't possibly know, so by now, she was used to it. It still happens occasionally. I'll experience deja vu or know what someone is about to say before they say it. Recently, I was at a school I'd never been to before before to observe classes i'm an education student and the classroom i was sent to had been in my dream the night before small things like that still happen from time to time it's been a few years since that incident on halloween and it remains the biggest thing i've ever predicted my friends will make jokes about that incident but i don't get dreams like that often and i'm hardly a practice psychic or clairvoyant or whatever the right word is sometimes i get gut feelings about events or can guess what my friends are thinking, which is both spooky and funny. I've been trying to build my skills through exercises, meditation, and dream work, which seems to be working so far. I hope you both enjoyed the story and thank you so much for reading it. Keep making amazing episodes and stay witchy, Megan. Wow. That's um, pretty that, incredible. That was, yeah, that was an awesome story. I love that story. I don't love that the girl had a seizure, obviously, but... no. I just love hearing about you definitely psychic girl. Yeah. Definitely absolutely. psychic. Not a lot of people have that like strong because it sounds like you haven't really worked to develop it until very recently. Mm -hmm. And to have it come right through so like in your face like that is very impressive. Very. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like you you found a way to work to develop it on your own too, which is very cool. Yeah. Also, I'm a, I'm like always jealous of kids who had imaginary friends because it sounded so fun. Because like I grew up pretty much as an only child because me and my mm -hmm. sister, you know, she was born so much later. Like we have an 11 year age gap. Um, and I always wanted an imaginary friend, and I would even like imagine that I had an imaginary friend like that's what I but it wasn't too. like it wasn't genuine yeah um but yeah I hope Pim is okay if he is you know a ghost that you you're hanging out with I hope he's okay in the afterlife yeah 
I think he probably saw someone who's like, wait, shit, she can see me. Let's chill. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be friends. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then should this one be our last one? Sure. Okay. Because it looks like it's long. Hmm. Um, I really need to go to the bathroom. Okay. Do you need I've to go like, real it. quick right now? <laughs> huh? Do you need to go like real Let quick me... right now? No, I can hold it. I can hold it. One more story. Okay. But that's okay. It. Okay. It's a long one. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably TMI, guys. <laughs> but I, I gotta pee. <laughs> this is down to that tea. coffee. It's my yeah. ice matcha latte. That's just really right. went right through me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm still gonna fuck up. All right. Um, <laughs> they write. Uh, they don't start with a name. I'll go to the bottom. I believe it is Robin. Okay. No pronouns listed. Um, they write, I just found your podcast on Spotify a couple months ago, and I'm just loving your true crime and paranormal stories. I listened to them on my long walks on a nearby trail. Last week, a biker went on my left, and I almost jumped out of my skin because, well, I was already freaked out. From the episode about the true story of the ring. Oh, girl, that one is so. I'm sorry, I don't know your pronouns. You might not identify as a girl, but yo, I, I, I think that one affected me the most in my research of all my paranormal I stories because I could not. I like legit had trouble sleeping. I was creeped out all the time, and it, it was like my way of trying to confront like a childhood fear. Because I was so affected by it when I watched the <laughs> um, the ring as a kid, like so affected by it, <laughs> I did not I did not come out victorious from that one. <laughs> Aww. Okay, she continues. I am a generational witch, cool. but the first in my family to be out of the broom closet. When I was 32 years old, my mom finally told me that the craft has been in our family for a couple generations at least. Cool. I feel like I should have been more excited in that moment, but I was upset that they hadn't taught me about magic, mm. keeping it a secret. This is something I'm very open about with my own daughters, Birdie, six oh. years, and Remy, four years. Oh my God, I love those names. It's so mm -hmm. cute. They believe in magic, fae, crystals, and nature, and we speak openly about it every day. Every day, I'm so excited to teach them new things, most recently protection bubbles when they feel worried or scared. Aww. My grandma Janet was a kitchen witch, infusing her intentions into her food, her kitchen, and always felt like love itself. Mm. My mom is a true green witch. This woman is so connected to nature that I once missed my sixth birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese to conduct a funeral ceremony under a weeping willow tree for a fox she hit with her car on the way to my party. Oh, that's that's sad mm. but also sweet i guess yeah. um for me i have been both clairsentient feeling and claircognizant knowing since i can remember as a small child this came through most clearly with people and environments i could feel others feelings their intentions whether it was positive or negative and pick up the vibe of the environments around me i would also make potions in kindergarten mixing ingredients together and stashing them under my bed only to hear my mom scream, Robin, whenever she'd clean my room and find them. <laughs> Being raised by a single mom only heightened these abilities for me. Constantly feeling her highs and lows was a tumultuous experience, to say the least. When I was in sixth grade in 1996, the craft came out in movie theaters. 
It was like someone was calling me back to myself and my gifts. I sat in my house and would listen to the spells from the movie, trying to write them down word for word and constantly needing to rewind the tape (laughs) to replay it and catch more. I bought my first tarot deck from Target, by the way, and it's actually still my favorite to this day, and began teaching myself tarot. I was in the cool group in school, despite being pretty poor and pretty eccentric. I kept my love for the craft hidden from everyone except my best friend, Laura, who's just like me but doesn't call herself a witch. Which she totally is. <laughs> I think that's a very Laura thing. <laughs> My explorations led to a love of crystals, herbalism, divination, and psychics. I never had a therapist in my 20s, just a local psychic. I'd pop in and see if I need clarity around an issue. Over the years, as I grew up, I forged my own path with my witchcraft. I don't really know what the label would be, maybe eclectic. I write my own spells, collect crystals, read tarot and oracle cards, and most recently, I've learned to channel and do automatic writing. Cool. I've really leaned into my magic after my two daughters were born, specifically when it comes to manifestation magic. My husband and I wanted to move to a lake nearby where real estate rarely became available. We made a list of what this perfect house on the lake would look like, um, open concept floor plan with at least four bedrooms, land to build more outbuildings, a specific school district we wanted, everything. Then I created my own spell bag, first casting a circle with my intentions made clear and my ingredients for the bag inside the circle. The spell bag included a bay leaf in which I wrote the words Lake Sarah and placed it in the bag with the other magical ingredients. I sat for a while and did some automatic writing, allowing my pen to flow freely to anything that popped in my head. I wrote down that we'd get the house within three to four months and to get our home ready to sell and that people that the people selling us the house would be very nice. Uh, get money in order because a big down payment will be required. Landscape, landscaping upkeep will be minimal. Wrapping up with get ready. That's the message. Very specific notes that I look back on and barely remember writing. Then I let the spell bag sit on my altar and moved on, living life and surrendering to the universe. Sure enough, four months passed and I get a random Instagram message from a friend at the gym that a house was for sale on the lake. We toured and I just knew I needed to wear my selenite pendant necklace. We were greeted at the front door by a sweet older couple and the first thing the woman said was, I love your beautiful necklace. Mm. The couple was ready to move closer to family, and they sold the house to us without realtors on a handshake for much less than asking price. Whoa. That is the dream. Yeah, that is so (laughs) rare. Our offer was accepted on 11-11 of last year. None of it was by chance. The house meant all of our wish list items and then some. A dream come true. A spell manifested. I should mention my husband always knew I was a witch but shrugs it off as my thing until our dream house was manifested. Now he's a believer uh, and will even tell his close friends, yeah, well, Robin's a witch and that's how he got this house. (laughs) (laughs) I took a break from spell work after that for a while because a dream that big coming to fruition felt, well, like I needed to give the universe a break and soak in my happiness for a while. To be honest, I needed to take time to balance my magic after that and give back, using my magic to be of service to others. Since we've been in our new home, I've leaned more into my gifts, giving, really learning to channel my higher self to provide guidance in my everyday life. 
It feels so magical to open myself up to my own personal power, something so many of us are taught to hide or hand over to another. I have opened my own business called Magic Harbor, offering human design readings and lakeside women's retreats. Cool. I love that. Um, I know this special place is meant to be shared with other women interested in exploring their witchiness. I love finding resources like your podcast that make me feel at home with myself. I'm proud to be a witch and I'm not scared to share that with anyone anymore. I have a saying I live by, be yourself and speak your truth. It will always bring the right people closer and the wrong ones further away. Uh, And then continuation. I do have one paranormal story I wanted to share, which you can totally save for another time. I think it's, it's quick enough, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Okay. This occurred in our last house. There was a spot at the top of the stairs that never felt right. There's fucking something with stairs. Okay, I'm telling honestly, you. we need to make a stairs bell. And whenever we mention creepy stairs, our listeners can like ring it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it's a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. So there, there was a spot at the top of the stairs that never felt right ever since the first day we moved in. A shadow man dwelled there, and, and mm. it's interdimensional related. I, I swear to God. I think so as a sh- well. A shadow man dwelled there, and sometimes I could see him at night, shaking, staking his claim on that area of the house, roaming back and forth on the back wall nearest the staircase. What's funny is that shadow people I've seen throughout my life has always have always lingered in the places of the house we tend to frequent the least. My mom once asked me, hey, do you feel weird by the staircase upstairs? It feels like something is there. Yes, it's a shadow man, and I have tried to clear him several times without any luck. You pass by that area of the house, and you just feel feel fear, dread, and a physical heightenedness. Hmm. One night, my stepfather slept in our guest room right near this area after working on some house projects that day. In the morning, he shared that his feet had been pulled the night before by someone or something. Oh, no, thank you. He turned on the lights and no one was there. This is a man made of steel and facts. The word ghost isn't in his vocabulary. My husband and I looked at each other, knowing exactly what it was, although I had never, it had never touched us physically before and never did. I do think that's because I do protection spells around myself, my husband, and my daughters, as well as have special special charged crystals in each of the bedrooms. Of course, I tried to clear the shadow man with magic, intention, and verbally demanding he depart. I saged and saged again. I would quiet for a few days. It would quiet for a few days and then reappear. My medium friend, JJ, recommended that I sage the house with all the windows open and then read Psalm 91 from the Bible. It was worth a try, I thought. I read the, the 91st Psalm three times as I saged. At the end of the third reading, my daughter's bedroom upstairs slammed shut. Ooh. My entire body shook in fear. This was a calm summer day with no wind, and it just slammed. I knew it was the shadow man. It wasn't him leaving. It was a slam to say, I'm still here. Give it your best shot. I'm not going anywhere. For some reason, I could never clear him. When we moved, he didn't follow us, and for that I'm grateful. However, I did feel like it's something we should have put in our home disclosure. Hey, fridge has a little hum to it, and um, there's a stubborn-ass shadow man upstairs with a foot fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for sticking with me through that long email and story. Stay with you, babes. Robin. Um, Okay, Robin, can we go to one of your retreats, though? Right? Where is it? Where do you? There's a link. 
Where are you at? Where are you at? Um, thank you so much for writing all of that. Uh, it's so cool to just hear your spiritual journey and it's mm-hmm. just kind of hit also the fun, creepy, paranormal stuff. And it's always exciting when we make a believer out of a skeptical or a skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. She's a Virgo sun, Virgo rising. <laughs> wait, how do you know? I'm on the website. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how do you know? <laughs> Virgo sun, Virgo rising, Aquarius moon. I have a Gemini moon, but we both have uh, an air moon. Cool. She's an ENFJ. I am an INTJ. An Enneagram 9. I am a one wing nine. All right. A favorite crystal, black tribe. Robin, we're friends. Let's hang. And you're a, a sacral manifesting generator. What am I? What are you? I don't remember. I looked it up when work did that thing. Oh, with, yes. What was it called? I forget what it's called. Human design. Yes, human design. Thank you. Um, I was like a mix of two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, I, I loved, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just loved all of it. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all of that with us. What a treat, honestly. Um, man, I think this is one of our longest listener episodes. Yeah. And I think it'll, they'll be getting to this length because we have just so many stories to get through. Like, I would rather just have longer listener stories episodes than have somebody's story not read. Right. Honestly, the only time we don't read a person's stories as if there's like hate language in it or mm-hmm. just some sort of like really you basically have to be writing some really extreme ignorant shit for us to not read it it's yeah. only happened like maybe two times mm-hmm. um so thank you everyone who has written in that was such a wonderful episode we loved each yes. and every one of your stories so great it was um, lovely I love this episode. I love listener stories episodes. So if any of you listening would like to participate in a future listener stories episodes, again, just like, you know, disclaimer, it won't be read for a few months because we have a big log to get through, but we will get to it. Um, A few ways to do that. We're in December now. (laughs) Yeah, we made it to December. (laughs) December 1st actually was was, um, Robin's, our last story's uh, (laughs) submission. Yeah. Um, okay. So a few different ways to submit your story or question. If you have a question for us, we also take those as well. You can go to our website, thenewwitches.com and go to our contact page. We have a submission form there. You can also email it in directly, um, to us at thenewwitches at gmail.com. And that's best to use if you like have attachments that you would like to include like reference photos and stuff like our previous stories on this episode. Um, and lastly, we also have a Google voicemail box so you can call in your story or question. It does only give you up to three minutes to leave your message. But what's so fun about that is we actually take that recording and we feature your voice on the show. Um, the phone number for that is 707-559-8111. And you don't have to talk to anybody. It goes straight to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you have like phone anxiety, don't <laughs> worry, like it's neither me nor Laura pick it up. Like it's designed to just go straight to voicemail. 
Um, and yeah, so that is our show, everyone. We mentioned Patreon. Some of the writers were Patreon members. If you'd like to support the show, that is a really great way to do so. Go to patreon.com slash the new witches. And for as little as $5 a month, you get exclusive benefits like bonus monthly episodes. You're added to our close friends list on Instagram to see, um, exclusive Instagram stories. And you also gain access to our private Facebook group, as well as a lot of other random goodies that we think of. Some of the levels even include readings with Laura, if you're interested in that. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash the new witches. Please follow us on social media at the new witches everywhere. And if you like the show, please rate and review us. If the listening platform you're using has that feature, we really appreciate it. Not only does it help our standings in our listenership grow, um, it also helps us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong so that we can continue to improve the, the show, um, and know what you guys want and what you guys like, what we should keep doing, what we should work on. Uh, we really appreciate constructive criticism. Yes. Um, yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Well, that's our show, everyone. Thanks so much for Nothing. listening. Have a have a great day. Happy 13th of the month. Um, stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>